Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on the first Monday of a brand new week, but the second last day of the 11th month, today being Monday the 29th of November 2021. And I cannot believe that we're nearly back to summer here in Australia and of course in the Northern Hemisphere getting close to winter. And uh, I was reflecting on Saturday, which was my mother-in-law's birthday actually on Saturday, just gone and it marks four weeks until Christmas Day and I cannot believe four weeks until Christmas Day. It feels like just only yesterday that I was getting rid of the uh, live Christmas tree that we have up every single year and yet come Wednesday, 1st of December, we'll be getting the trailer out, putting it on the back of the car and trekking out into the Macedon Ranges and getting another Christmas tree which will then be decorated for Christmas. So um, unbelievable. So I trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal weekend. And certainly for the guys in the Northern Hemisphere, particularly in North America, hope you had a phenomenal uh, weekend in relation to Thanksgiving and uh, getting ready to finish the year off really, really strongly. So before we jump into today's topic, a quick reminder, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please press subscribe on the platform you're listening to. Or if you're on the Apple platform, just get that uh, on the top right-hand corner. I think it's the three little dots. If you press that, you'll be able to follow, which will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be digested. And of course, if you can also provide me a little bit of a rating on the show, whether you like the show, rate the show, whether you love the show, rate the show, anything in between, please rate the show because it means that other people who are looking for information around sales and sales leadership can more easily and more readily find the podcast on the different platforms. I've got no idea how the algorithms work, but apparently the ratings that are there makes it a little bit easier for the podcast to be visible. So that would be greatly appreciated. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic which I see a lot of. And unfortunately, there's a lot of sales leaders that are doing this and it frustrates the hell out of me, excuse the French. And that is um, their approach to mistakes. Now, the topic of this particular episode is going to be called Stop Trying to Avoid Making mistakes. And it just frustrates me. I've worked with sales leaders for many years now. And of course, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I've got a background in sales and sales leadership. And uh, I got to admit, two hands in the air, there were times when I was leading teams that I was in exactly the same boat. And I was trying to get things right rather than embrace some change, embrace some difficulties, embrace some ambiguity. And I wasn't necessarily prepared to make mistakes, and it continues to frustrate me today. And unfortunately, there are too many leaders out there who have a relentless focus on perfection. And with that, their focus is all about hitting the number and in the process, avoiding mistakes. Now, unfortunately, sales leaders who pursue this, this sort of a focus, uh, often unwittingly, uh, but sometimes wittingly, uh, create environments where their team avoid risks. They play the easier and the safer game, and they always look for the path of least resistance, and therefore they don't necessarily take risks. They do not uh, take chances. They lack resilience. They lack tenacity, 
And in many cases, because they're playing a safer game, they also lack creativity and innovation. And what is the end result of all of that? They do not get the results that they're ultimately trying to achieve. Now, here's the thing. If we are to become exceptional sales leaders, and if we want to lead exceptional sales teams and drive sustainable results, but also drive those results that over time become replicable, which means you've got a system in place, we've got to change the approach and we must embrace mistakes. The sales leaders who are able to embrace mistakes, and I'll talk about this in a bit more context later in terms of not suggesting going out and making mistakes willingly, but those who are able to embrace mistakes and focus on this concept of progress versus getting a focus on perfection are the ones that ultimately will actually have the breakthroughs and will ultimately deliver the outcomes that become sustainable. And it's funny actually, the number of conversations that I'm having at the moment with uh, with sales leaders who are in organizations that have this almost this relentless focus on getting things right and people are afraid of making mistakes to the point where you've got sales people and also in some cases sales leaders who are people who are quite mature, uh, or so you would think. They're in their early to mid 30s, some uh, early to mid 40s, and some uh, high performers in their late 20s who find themselves asking for permission to do things for fear of retribution if they make a mistake. I mean, fair dinkum, we've got to get serious about this. It is not about that. And if, you've, you're in a, if you're in an organization, if you're finding yourself right now asking for permission to do something, then we've got to start seriously thinking about, am I in the right environment and am I doing the right thing? Because here's the thing, we only have to look at history to gain some inspiration and some perspective on this concept of mistakes. And the key message out of today's episode is I want you to understand that mistakes are not bad. Mistakes are not to be avoided. Mistakes are there to be learned from, and there's a difference between making mistakes and not learning from them, and making mistakes and repeating them. Then we've got a different conversation, but let's look at and put things into perspective. Now, if you look at history, there's there's four examples I want to share with you, and I talked about this on a, on a brief uh, LinkedIn message last night. If you think about these four examples, first example is Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, if, you, if you're not a fan of baseball, Babe Ruth was a, uh, was a major player and probably one of the greatest players to ever play Major League Baseball in the States. This is back in early 20th century. And if you look at his statistics, um, Babe Ruth struck out more times than any other player in Major League Baseball history. Now, I think it's actually been surpassed now in terms of his record, but his record stood for literally decades. He also hit more home runs than any other player. But he was also quoted as saying this, and that is, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Now, there probably was a lot of uh, other players who had more talent than Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth put himself in more situations and uh, stood up to the plate, metaphorically, but also literally, to potentially strike out or hit a winning run than any other person. Why? He was prepared to put himself in a position where there would have been and could have been a mistake. But that certainly didn't stop him from stepping up to the plate and having another another swing and another hit. The next example is Michael Jordan, who is probably considered by many as being the greatest basketball player of all time. And if you haven't seen his uh, Netflix series, The Last Dance, a really, really interesting insight in terms of his uh, his life, his career, and uh, and and just a bit of insight in terms of the man and, and what made him tick, and why he was so good because he was such a driven person. Now he built his career. If you look at it and look at the statistics, he built his career off the back of making mistakes, and yet he is considered as one of, if 
one of, if not the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. And this is what he's been quoted as saying. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. But guess what? That's also what's made him the greatest player to ever play the game. Why? Because he kept taking shots. In other words, he was prepared to make mistakes, but he didn't let those mistakes define him. He let those mistakes become a platform for constant and never-ending proven, and he would continue to drive himself forward. A couple of other examples. There was There's a, a number of products that have been invented by mistake uh, over, over the years, and Coca-Cola was one of these that was invented by mistake in 1886. When the chemist John Pemberton, he was trying to create a cure for headaches and he created this syrup and in that syrup was cocaine and caffeine. And normally what he would do is he would just simply add tap water to this uh, to, the, to the ingredients to create uh, his elixir or his syrup. But as the story goes, there was a, um, a barman that was in his vicinity when he was, uh, when he was working on this particular um, invention who inadvertently added soda water uh, to the to the syrup and caused it to be, uh, what's the term, spritzy, right? That's what get the effervescence, and I can't say schweppervescence because that's uh, trademarked as Schweppes. But inadvertently, the uh, the syrup became fizzy with bubbles, and hence it, it became a Coca-Cola, which has now gone on to become one of the world's most popular soft drinks, completely by accident. Now, if you read even further into this, for many years, Coca-Cola had elements of uh, of cocaine within uh, within the drink, hence Coca-Cola. But the interesting thing is, such a popular drink that literally everybody in the world relates to, uh, and everybody can uh, recognise the brand, was actually invented by a mistake. And the other invention I wanted to mention as well is the little post-it notes that you use, and we use. I use these all the time as a facilitator. Post-it notes were actually invented in 1968. Uh, again, there was a chemist by the name of uh, Spencer Silver who created a weak adhesive by mistake. He was actually working on uh, a project for the aerospace industry where he was looking at creating a really super strong adhesive. But instead, he created a quite a weak one which uh, didn't necessarily stick heavily onto surfaces and was uh, only lightly stuck to surfaces and initially he had no idea whether there'd be an application for this but six years later in 1974 another guy a scientist that was at 3m by the name of art fry came to him with an idea to create a bookmark that could stick to paper without damaging it and originally it was in uh, it was a yellow yellow pages yellow pieces of paper that he wanted to um, to wanted to stick up as bookmarks and eventually that bookmark became the post-it note. And to this day, the standard post-it note is the color yellow. So again, another invention that came about in, in, unintentionally and through a mistake when he was trying to create something else. Now just think about how often do we use post-it notes in our everyday life? They are such a practical tool and yet they were invented by a mistake. Uh, so. You're probably sitting there thinking, well, that's all well and good, but what has this got to do with me as a sales leader? Well, it has got absolutely everything to do with you, with me, and every other sales leader on the planet. And here's the key message out of today. Instead of striking fear into the team by an unrelenting focus on getting things right, which a lot of sales leaders do, and unfortunately in 2021, they still do this, how about we change the narrative, and how about we actually actively encourage the team to break out of this imposed comfort zone and begin to take some risks because I can guarantee 
the teams that are prepared to take the most risks uh, and have a leader who is able to take risks and importantly learn from the mistakes that are made and learn from the risks that, that, that are taken, they're going to be the ones that oversee teams that deliver bigger and better results, period. So here's the thing to understand. Mistakes are going to be inevitable. And in fact, they are a key ingredient to success. And one of the greatest ways, one of the best ways, and the most effective ways to encourage your team to take risks and to embrace mistakes is for you as a sales leader to guess what? To take risks and embrace mistakes. Because here's the thing, it is all about making progress, not about getting it perfect. And if we can do that, everything changes and you'll find that all of a sudden there's going to be a burden lifted off your team in the process as well. Now here's what I'm not saying, and I alluded to this just a couple of minutes ago. What I'm not suggesting is that we move into this week and the weeks beyond and actively seek out opportunities to make mistakes. It's not about looking for ways to get things wrong. What it is about is about jumping out of your comfort zone because most of us are sitting in a comfort zone. And depending on the environment you're operating in, there's this fear of stepping out for fear of retribution, fear of criticism, because it's it's a lot safer sitting in your comfort zone. But understand this, nothing great was ever achieved from sitting inside your comfort zone or the area of safety. What we need to do is we need to jump out of that comfort zone. We need to be able to expand that comfort zone and jump into the learning zone where we can learn new things. We can embrace new methods. We can embrace new approaches, new ways of doing things. And here's the key thing. When we do that, separate ourselves from the outcome. In other words, don't put so much pressure on yourself or your team to deliver a perfect outcome. It's all about what did we learn? What progress are we making? Not did we win? Now, having said that, you still have to have an outcome in your mind. You still have to have an understanding of what success looks like, and that becomes the ambition or the aspiration. But it's not about hitting that. It's about how do I get better? How do I learn new ways of doing things? Because often the approach will deliver the outcome, but it may not necessarily just be in the time frame that you're looking for. Because we've got to understand, we will make mistakes, but it's the lessons that we learn from those mistakes that will serve as a platform for further improvement and further advancement. Now, when we do that, and the mindset, therefore, is constant and never-ending improvement, with the understanding that mistakes will be inevitable, then everything changes, and guess what? We start delivering the results that we always wanted to deliver, but without the pressure of having to be perfect when we do it, and therefore, without the pressure of avoiding mistakes. Now, as a sales leader, if you can do that, your team will be forever grateful because the shackles of perfection will be smashed forever. So there's your challenge for this week as we embrace the brand new week and lead into Christmas, only four weeks left of the calendar year. Embrace mistakes and stop trying to avoid making them because uh, (laughs) you'll find that uh, you'll actually end up delivering better results when you actually stop trying to avoid making mistakes. As funny as that sounds, I guarantee you just test it out, it will happen for you. So I trust that message makes sense and resonates on the first working day of the brand new week. And a key reminder, of course, if you'd like to work together and if you'd like some help in yourself becoming an exceptional sales leader, love to work with you one-on-one. I do have some spots opening up this week and next to work with a couple of uh, dedicated and committed sales leaders who are looking to move to the exceptional sales leader level. Uh, You know the drill. Please go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Book in a time. We'll have a conversation over Zoom. Find out a little bit about you, your sales leadership background, but also what you're looking to achieve 
over the next 90 days or so in terms of your sales leadership approach. And uh, hopefully that includes maybe making some mistakes and uh, setting some new benchmarks for yourself. So if you are committed to your own professional development, want to finish the year really, really strongly, but more importantly, set a platform for significant growth into 2022, love to have that conversation and work with you as early as this week. We can start working together as early as this week. So uh, look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.